the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Big, big day in Washington, and get ready for a lot of this, friends, in the days to come. You've got the whistleblower that's going to come before the congressional committees. You've got uh, a number of other things that uh, the committees are obviously going to be looking into. But today, the big news, at least uh, early in the news cycle, uh, is that the uh, transcript of the uh, phone call in question was released. And uh, I'm eager to talk about it with my next guest. He's the author of the new best-selling book called Defending Israel. Uh, Alan M. Dershowitz, the chairman emeritus at Harvard Law School. And it's a, it, I say it's a best-selling book. It's at number eight on the historical Middle East biography list uh, today, uh, Professor. And it's been out for a few weeks. So congratulations on the staying power of your uh, newest uh, Passion project, and thanks for making time for us today. I'm oh, assuming. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming you've had a chance to look at the five pages. I've read through them yeah. a couple of times. It doesn't seem to me that a quid pro quo by strict definition exists in this transcript. Is that trouble for Nancy Pelosi? Well, Nancy Pelosi says you don't need a quid pro quo. What she says is all you need is some kind of a maladministration in office, which is, of course, what the framers rejected uh, when they um, imposed uh, constitutional criteria for impeachment. So I don't think there's a case for impeachment here. I don't think there's a case for criminal prosecution. Uh, What we're seeing is a little bit of dirty politics and um, uh, not the first time a president uh, has engaged in trying to uh, get information, negative information about an opponent. It's uh, unfortunately uh, all too common. Uh, you know, obviously the circumstances of this are unusual, but you still have to come up with a, a high crime and misdemeanor, and this just doesn't just satisfy that criteria. Well, and even in the in the rereading of it, it does appear, Professor, that there's a broad kind of part of the section of discussion about uh, stamping out corruption in both of their countries and the issue of uh, making sure that uh, they can do all they can to help each other in that. They both talk about being kind of outsiders that got elected and the president of Ukraine is very uh, complimentary of what uh, Trump has accomplished. And he's kind of trying to say he's adopting some of those same ideas, bring non-politicians to the fore. Um, when he does eventually ask him to look into the uh, the the why the prosecution into Biden's son was stopped, uh, it's in the context of that corruption issue on a larger scale. Um, it it seems to me that that's part of the conversation if they're going to be having it. Well, n- not only that, I'm uh, very close to that situation. I actually represented the former president of the Ukraine. Um, a man named Kuchma several uh, years ago. And it's been an important part of American foreign policy to clean up the corruption uh, in various parts of Eastern Europe, but with a particular focus uh, on the Ukraine as well. Now, look, there's no doubt that the president also had a political interest in trying to uh, put dirt on his uh, political opponent. Um, But um, 
the conversation is not criminal in nature and it's not impeachable in nature. Uh, it's the kind of conversation that every voter should look at and decide whether to vote for a man who does that or not. That's what elections are about. And it should be in the realm of, you know, they play dirty, you play dirty. They play dirty, you play, they go low, you go high, to quote um, uh, Mrs. Obama. Uh, but uh, it's not, I think we have to maintain a very strong line between saying we don't like what he did and saying that what he did is impeachable or a criminal. It's, it's neither impeachable nor criminal. But the American public has a right to judge it on its political merits and demerits. Sure. And uh, for those of you just uh, joining us, uh, Alan Dershowitz is uh, the chairman emeritus at Harvard Law School. He's also a lifelong Democrat who uh, I have greatly appreciated over the course of his career, calling it very down the middle, balls and strikes as he sees them. Uh, and he's had a lot of uh, left and right personalities in his law school classes over the years. So he's impacted a lot of uh, the people that both sides look to as examples in their particular political arena. Um, Professor, let me ask you, the the, the will Willingness of Nancy Pelosi to kind of now and and I want to get kind of the technicality of this straight. She said that she was authorizing an an inquiry. Uh, Leader McCarthy comes out and says, but wait a minute, you can't authorize anything. Only the Congress can do that. And we haven't voted on it yet. Now, granted, she has the votes to probably get it through. But was yesterday a little bit more about smoke and mirrors than it was actual procedures and political processes? What I think it was about is trying to make Democratic um, Congress members of Congress who live in swing districts um, uh, come out from hiding. Get on board. Uh, yeah. Well, either to get on board or not on board. I mean, uh, Republicans want some Democrats to have to vote to open up an impeachment inquiry because this will help them in swing districts uh, beat those Democrats. The Democrats themselves would rather not surface their views right now. And so what I think Nancy Pelosi did is she pushed um, uh, more visibility and more transparency. Is is that good for America? Yeah, probably. Is it good for the Democrats? Probably not so much. Possibly uh, backfiring. Monmouth University just released a poll on uh, impeachment, and these numbers kind of tell their own story. But among registered voters, 35 in favor, 61 against. Republicans, 2 in favor, 94 against. Independents, 34, 64 against. Does that, and Democrats are 69 for, 25 against. Anything surprising in what the Monmouth University poll is seeming to indicate? Not only not surprising, but it shows the wisdom of the framers of our Constitution. You can't impeach a president unless you have bipartisan support. Uh, it's very difficult to impeach. You, you can impeach him uh, in the House, but you can't uh, convict him in the Senate unless there's bipartisan support. The reason that Nixon is the only president ever really removed via the threat of impeachment is because Republicans as well as Democrats uh, saw uh, that he had uh, abused his office and committed impeachable offenses, including uh, serious obstruction of justice. But the poll demonstrates that um, trying to end this presidency through impeachment is a fool's errand. And if you want to end this presidency, best thing to do is go and find a good Democratic candidate, contribute, vote, support, can- campaign for. That's the American way. Well, doesn't that then betray a little bit of the trouble that they're in, that this is the um, the length to which they're going to try to circumvent that? I don't know. I mean, that's a political judgment, um, but it, I think in the end will backfire. The Clinton impeachment backfired against the Republicans, and I think this would uh, backfire as well. 
um, they Democrats would be well advised to focus their attention on trying to run a strong candidate. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I think that you're seeing Elizabeth Warren surge a little bit. She's got the most complete policy uh, layout on her uh, website. She's got more positions publicized than anybody else. And you really start to see her in Iowa, New Hampshire. And as of yesterday, California, she's got an eight point lead. Uh, And and, in second, it's Bernie. It's not Biden. He's down 11 points uh, lower. And I think that, uh, you know, the idea that even Biden was the given opponent that Trump was going to face is a little bit of a, you know, presumption that uh, that this was going to be uh, usable by the president by the time the general rolled around. Uh, Professor, well, I always appreciate your insight. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And get the book. Uh, it is uh, really good. Defending Israel, the story of my relationship with my most challenging client, Alan M. Dershowitz, the chairman emeritus of Harvard Law School, and a man who uh, really does call it the way he sees it. And as you heard him clearly say, Nothing in this phone call says impeachment. Nothing says criminal uh, wrongdoing. Uh, You may not like the fact that he asked about the uh, prosecution and why it was ended into Biden's son, but that's not a crime on either level, according to uh, Alan M. Dershowitz. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. It was a landmark day for the English language. Last week, Merriam-Webster added the singular genderless word they to their online dictionary, a change that will be reflected in subsequent editions of the hard copies of their dictionary as well. Merriam-Webster is the oldest publisher of dictionaries in the United States. It's had wide influence. This is more than a simply symbolic act, and Merriam-Webster understands that. But here's the question. How long will this current definition or this newly added definition last? How long will it be before he and she or his and hers are respelled or simply disappear? I'm going to make a prediction right now. The gender and sexual revolutionaries will not be satisfied with the singular they. And that's why this is so important. If you can control the language, if you can change the language, you will control and you will change the direction of the culture. I'm Albert Moeller. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.